Sexy Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls, and this is Talk of Love, episode... 44. I just want to give a big shout out to all of you guys who have been watching the podcast, listening, clicking the like button. I appreciate you guys so, so much. I I just got to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for the support and the love that you've shown me. I also want to give a shout out to the contributors. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much to the Talk of Love contributors for for all of you, all of your support, contributions, everything you've done for the podcast. Um, You guys are seriously keeping it going. And I, I just appreciate you all so much. If you haven't done so already, make sure to click that subscribe button. And uh, that's one way that you can show your support to this podcast. Um, so now I have, unfortunately, I have some bad news for you, but I also have some good news. So um, as I mentioned last week, I was going to have Farah and Ashley from Rock of Love Bus on the podcast, which I'm super excited about. That is still going to happen. Unfortunately, we're going to have to push it back one week. Um, poor Farah, her dad had uh, an illness all of a sudden and he had to have emergency surgery. She talked about it on her um, Instagram page, I believe. So she just wanted to focus on her dad and her family. So um, she apologizes, but uh, she and Ashley are going to come on next Monday instead of today. So um, instead, as I mentioned to you guys, Safari, who has been on the podcast before, uh, I've been wanting to bring her back. So she's actually going to be on today. So I'm going to have her on in just a few minutes. I'm really stoked. I love Safari so much. Um, so uh, something else I was going to tell you guys. Okay, so one thing that's really been sort of like a funny little, um, uh, like, a, a, like a side effect of this whole crazy year with the pandemic and everything. And we've all been through like lockdowns and self-quarantines and all that stuff. So we've all been given so much extra time on our hands that we don't know what to do with. So I don't know about you guys, but I have I have organized like everything that there is to organize in my life. I mean, like every drawer in my house has been organized, my closet, the cupboards, the garage, like my, <laughs> my, um, my glove compartment in my car. And then once I got done with all that, then I, I, I organized my husband's glove compartment in his car. So like, that's where I'm at. And, um, and it's just really funny because I've gotten so much stuff organized um, that I never would have before. But then once I was done with the physical world, I decided to go into the digital world and organize there. So one thing I did was I rearranged some stuff on the Talk of Love YouTube channel just to make it a little bit more easy to navigate. And I also wanted to just like add some little extras up there as well. So if you go to the Talk of Love YouTube channel and you'll see like there's all these little tabs at the top and one of the tabs is the community tab. If you go and click on that, that's where you will find um, posts and notifications having to do with the podcast. A lot of times I will talk about who the next guest is going to be. People can comment, ask questions, whatever. So that's the community tab on the Talk of Love YouTube channel. Now there's another one for playlists. So if you guys have some free time, I would encourage you to go to the playlist tab. And um, in there, you'll see one that says, I think it says like miscellaneous, miscellaneous videos or miscellaneous interviews, something like that. So I, I put some cool stuff in there that if you have some free time, you're bored, you should check out. Um, I did, uh, recently I did an interview where actually I was the one being interviewed by Dave, aka 12 Pack. You guys know him from I Love New York and Daisy of Love. So he actually just started up 
a new podcast on his um, on his YouTube channel. And um, his podcast is the 12-Pack Watch Party. So definitely check that out. He just interviewed me a couple of weeks ago. It was really, really fun. So I put a video um, linking to that. I put that in the um, miscellaneous um, playlists on the YouTube channel. And um, oh, another old video that I found that was really pretty cool. Do you guys remember the actor Danny Trejo? He was in Machete. He's like such a badass. He was in um, From Dust Till Dawn. He was also in... Um, uh, what's that other movie that he was in? Um, oh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. There, there was that one scene that was just so iconic where it was Johnny Depp and Danny Trejo and Johnny Depp looks at him and he goes, are you a Mexican or a Mexicant? And he looks at Johnny Depp, he's like, I'm a Mexican. It was so funny and so iconic. So I don't know if you guys know this about Danny Trejo, but he is a big animal lover as well. He's all about dog rescue. He's just like a really badass and like good dude. So I got to interview him several years ago because he was doing a campaign uh, for an organization called Canine Compassion Foundation. And the campaign was called Real Men Spay and Neuter Their Pets. And there's this photo of him and he looks like a total badass. He's like, um, where he's, he's in the middle of a road that I think what I think is in New York City, it's at nighttime and they somehow like blocked off this one road, just like skyscrapers all around. And he's like standing in the middle of the road. He's got his shirt off and he's got this like gigantic Rottweiler next to him. It's like just a really badass photo, part of this campaign. So um, yeah, real men span new to their pets. So I interviewed him. It was just really fun. And so I put that in there. Um, I think I've got like some of my music videos in there. I got, I got all kinds of stuff. So definitely um, go check that out if you have some free time. So, um, all righty. Um, did I tell you everything I need to tell you? I believe I did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's get to the good stuff. So you guys were talking on my YouTube channel in the comments. And just so you know, I hear you. I listen to you. I appreciate all your feedback because when I had Safari on the first time, you guys were telling, we kind of, we got into flavor of love, but then we kind of got off topic and got into some other stuff. And you guys were like, hey, we want to hear more about Charm School and I Love Money. And we didn't get to hear that from Safari. So I heard you guys and um, I reached out to Safari. I was like, hey, come back, part two, let's do this. And she was all about it. So please welcome, without further ado, my girl, Safari. Hey, Safari, it's so nice to see you again. Nice to see you too, Lacey. You look stunning. Every time I see you, you look like a whole new kind of stunning. Thank you. You look great too, girl. Aw, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for coming back for a part two. I had such a great time with you when you were here a couple of months ago. And I know we just kind of like got going. And, and before you know it, the hour is over. And everybody really enjoyed listening to you. But they're like, I feel like you guys didn't get to all of the other shows. And we want to hear more from her. So I really appreciate you coming back. No problem. I'm happy to be back. Yay. Good deal. So um, I wanted to ask you a couple things before we get into, um, well, first of all, last time you were here, we talked primarily about your experiences on Flavor of Love. And so this time we're really going to focus on Charm School and I Love Money. But before we get into that, I was just going to ask you how you've been and like what's going on with, um, with Lip Chap, which by the way, I am not even blowing smoke up your ass. I <laughs> am like your new number one fan because I live in Las Vegas and it's, really dry here. And I've been addicted to lip balm anyway. Then when I moved here, I was like, damn, my mouth is going to fall off my face. So <laughs> this has been like a lifesaver. I've been like just blasting through them. So how's that going with Lip Chap? Uh, everything's been well. And we're actually in stores now. Can you see that? 
Congratulations. Oh my God. What's, yeah. Oh, that's you. That's so cute. Yeah. So this is like our little, this is a little safari mascot. <laughs> that is so awesome, girl. I'm so proud of you. I know you've been working Thank so you. hard at this. That's so cool. Nice. So, I mean, and we're not in all stores yet, but we're in a store. So you can't, if you're in Los Angeles, you know, go to Studio City and get you some Safari's Lip Chat. Nice. But I'm thinking, and I'm going to keep my fingers crossed, we have like seven more stores like coming up this week. So that's so cool. What, yes. what is the store in Studio City in Los Angeles? Uh, it's called Superstar Hair and Wigs, and it's on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City. I don't know the exact address, but nice. you can say hi to Tammy. That's and awesome. Too. <laughs> That's so cool. My husband and I actually used to live like five minutes from there, so I probably, I probably like drove, used to drive past all the time. So, oh yeah, she's been there for like fifteen years. Nice. That's awesome. Very, very cool. That makes me so happy to hear. So, um, so also I know I saw some really great photos of you. I guess you went to uh, the red carpet for one more chance. Yes. How was Chance that? my friend. So yes, I did attend his uh, premiere party. So went to the premiere party. We had a ball and saw the show. I was like, oh, people are going to be knocked out, you know? And, um, yeah, I saw somebody else there, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. Oh, I have a feeling I know who. Somebody yeah, who's, that's why I'm not going to say it. Yeah, somebody who is um, <laughs> not not a fan of mine. She's <laughs> not can, a fan of me or anyone else either. You know, keep it 100. You know, because so, she was an avid uh, something supporter and she had a lot to say. And no, we're not going to talk about her. Yeah. But the, yeah, the, the premiere was awesome. The wait, show gotta, is great. I got to interrupt so, you because the, the, the viewers of this podcast are so freaking funny. I don't know who started this, but it has caught on like wildfire. The, pe the person we are talking about, somebody in the comments has referred to her as she Voldemort, like from, um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? From um, yeah. Harry Potter. She Voldemort. I'm like, and somehow that's what everybody is referring to her as. So that's that's how we can address her. <laughs> but I just had to interject that because I just thought it was the funniest. I'm like, that's such a perfect name. I like it. So anyway, I'm so sorry. So you saw, so you just avoided her. And but I'm not in avoid her. We had a little, we had words. Oh, really? Oh yeah, because um, as you know, one of my good friends, Becky, you know what I say, Becky Buckwild, in case they don't know exactly what I'm talking about and stuff, right? Uh, a while back, we had a big uh, Instagram beef thing and stuff over the whole Black Lives Matter movement. I remember and that. She was, About yes. Kaepernick, right? The the taking a knee thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I exactly. remember that. It was and she was like, I mean, to me, I was like, bitch, I'm, I'm good on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so when I saw her at the premiere with 98.99% people there that would take a knee. I was like, why are you here? Like, why? Nice, <laughs> why girl. She had camouflaged herself as a friend. I had to let her know and let everybody else know, no, she's not an uh, ally. Yeah, good. So she's probably sitting somewhere right now like, Oh, I just, she, she, I will say she hates all of us. At this point, all of the different people that I've talked to from all of these shows, she's had beef with pretty much every single one of us at this point. And uh -huh. you can't roll with a certain crowd and then morally be against everything that helps to prop them up. 
you know, and that's what she is. She rolls with certain crowds and she, and she tries to fit in. But then when you pull her aside and you find out who she's voted for, what she, what she's all about, um, not just politically, but morally and what she's not about. Um, yeah, she and I had disagreements because everybody knows I'm like a complete bleeding heart, you know, left-wing liberal. And um, so you guys know all my beliefs and, and she and I like, we couldn't even talk about it um, the time she's been on this podcast because we disagree so much. But when she rolls with a certain crowd that she would not stand up for that crowd's rights if it came down to it, that's mm-hmm. some bullshit. Girl, um, somebody brought to my attention today. She was on uh, Reddit with this uh, Zoom call that said uh, uh, with her friend, she had two black girls with her and an Asian girl and says Black Lives Matter. I was like, bitch. Wow. I was like, this may, it's got to make your blood <laughs> boil. Yeah. 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 She, yeah. she knows that's like the right thing to say now. I think she, because she's been dragged for supporting the wrong guy and supporting the wrong leaders and supporting leaders who are, have proven themselves to be, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Trump wouldn't denounce white supremacists. And that was her guy, you know? And, and then she's going to roll with, with, um, a, a crowd that she's not going to even stand up for. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it just makes you go, it shows that she's rolling with the people that she thinks that she can benefit from. Yeah, she thought basically being over there at Zeus that somebody was going to see her and be like, we need her on TV. But everybody's like, no, bitch, we don't need you on TV. <laughs> right, yeah. No, uh, I think you'd be better off maybe at Fox News or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, like people, it's like, I'll say this so that we can go ahead and get into our, what we're supposed to be talking about. But it's like, when I looked at like this whole thing and like the whole um, Trump Biden thing, and, like how everything was so close. It, it, everybody that voted for Trump is not racist. I, I know that everybody is not racist. Right. But what it is, is that it's like the seven deadly sins, the greed, the selfishness, the all this, the hate. The fear, all of that, those are the people that voted for him. It was yes. the seven deadly sins. It was like, and everybody else was like, well, I don't, you know, I'm going to come out of myself. Yes, I would like my taxes to be lower. Yes, I would like to have money, but I see that this isn't right. And so I'm going to go over to this side. Yeah. It, yeah. Would, it would be like the equivalent of like with me personally, I, you guys all know that I love animals. I love dogs in particular. I rescue dogs. It would be like if I voted for Carilla DeVille for president. But I was like, but I love dogs. Like, hang on a second. Something doesn't add. Either you don't really love dogs or you don't no. know. You don't know what you Carilla DeVille does. I voted for her because my taxes were going to be lowered even though she's going to kill my dogs. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's messed up. But but aside from that, I by the way, I'm proud of you for saying something and, and standing up for what's right. I, I, I feel like too many people are let into inner circles that are just, assholes and, and don't belong there, you know? And I think it's, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to say anything, but this is a, a big, big, big issue. And I think that it's, it's awesome that you stood up for what you believe in and what's right. Oh yeah. You know, I'm going to have to tell you some more stuff about that little uh, confrontation <laughs> because it was more of a, a, a confrontation. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a Scorpio. I mean, I'm border or Libra. But I, I don't forget. Mm-hmm. I'm very sweet, very nice, but I don't forget. <laughs> I, 
I'm married to a Scorpio, so I know you Scorpios well. <laughs> I love it. So um, was New York there? No, New York wasn't there. Um, she probably had previous engagements or something, so she wasn't there. Um, and as a lot of people noticed, Chance wasn't there on the reunion as well. So Yeah. Mm. I'm so I, I have a big feeling that that whole thing with the with uh, New York's reunited show, I, I don't think that that's the end of that, you know, based on, you know, I've talked to Tango a little bit and talked to some of the other guys. And it, it seems to me, I'm completely speculating. I don't know any facts about the, this situation, but it seems like BH1 is just sort of like putting the feelers out. Like, hey, audience, are you guys still there? Are you still interested in New York? Are you still into these like of love shows? And from what I could see, everybody was all about it. So um, yeah. that would be great because there's so many great characters in all of these shows. I, I would personally love to see, even just from a fan perspective, I would love to see a comeback with all of these shows. Yeah, I think it would be awesome. I think there's, you know, in the time frame and all the different maturity and the other things that people are doing and stuff, right? I think it would be great. It's a wonderful idea. And I think, like you said, they are testing the waters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're testing waters and then something else is going to come down the pipeline. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. That could be. That could next be. thing you know, it's going to feel like a laxative and everything's going to come out the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> like a laxative? <laughs> It's going to shit it all out. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. Um, okay. So let's get into, um, I made myself a little notes here so I could actually stay on track this time. Um, let's get into um, Charm School with Monique first. But I do want to ask you about one thing that I can't remember if I asked you last time having to do with Flavor of Love. We already talked about that. So I'm really not going to get into that. But I just want to ask you real quick, one thing that I thought was really cool during the reunion show of Flavor of Love, you had mentioned that you had taken anger management. And I, I, was, I will say that there are multiple times on Charm School where you handled situations like a freaking champ, like a pro, like a, like a Buddhist Zen. And so it made me wonder, like a Buddhist monk, I meant to say, um, it makes me wonder if you actually, did you take the anger management classes or did you just say that? No, I actually took them. Oh. I actually took the anger management classes because I was kind of ordered to. So <laughs> <laughs> I did take the anger management classes and I came up with, you know, a lot of um, techniques to curb your anger oh, okay. and to refocus it. And things that you do, it, there's things that you can do before you ever get to that point that you don't bubble over at a certain point. So you, know, so you feel it helped you? It actually, like, the, the information was valid information? Some of it was. Some of it was just straight garbage. But <laughs> it's like, at the end of the day, though, I know that if you, um, when it comes to dealing with anger, if you kind of, like, have a spot, a place that you go to in your head, like, almost like a blackout spot, mm -hmm. then you're going to black out. Mm. You're, gonna, you're just going to say, Fuck it, excuse me. Oh, no, Fuck it, and you just gonna black out. But with learning the different techniques with the anger management, those spots you work on those, and those spots don't affect you. So there's angers from like past things or things that happened even before you got into the altercation that really make you go off on that person. But if you can handle those things before you get there, you won't 
be as angry at the person unless the person hits you with flowers. I mean, if they hit you, then <laughs> of course you're gonna be angry. <laughs> but if a person is just talking, you you'll get to get through it. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I mean, do you? I, this might be a ridiculous question, but I know that you had that altercation with H Town over the bed. But do you consider yourself like an angry person? Because aside from that one incident. You seem like such a sweet person. You seem like a passionate person and you seem like you don't put up with any bullshit person, but you don't seem like out of control. I mean, I've known other people that are way more um, intense and way more frequent than you. So was it just because of like a one-time incident or like, are you an ang- like an, not an angry person, but do you have an anger problem, like out of control or did you? Um, I did at one point, but at the situation with the girl where she attacked me, so, of course, you know, I'm going to fight back. But there was times that I did feel like I, I would go 100 on something that should have been a one. I you see. Know what I mean, yeah. And those were from, you know, other things, you know, that were just built up that I needed to get rid of. So learning that has helped me. So now I don't go from zero to 100 unless it's just absolutely necessary. That's awesome. Good for you. That's really a friend. I didn't go from zero to 100. It was like zero to 25. That's impressive. (laughs) That's really good. That's big improvement. And I also think it's really big of you that you can even admit all this stuff and talk about this. I mean, that's that's huge in of itself. Of course. It's like because I feel like it will help other people. There's a lot of people that, you know, they don't understand why they go from zero to 100. They think that's just their nature. But no, a lot of times it's because you have other stuff that you're still mad at and it's teeter-tottering in the back of your mind. So when someone else happens to do anything, you know, it's just like, say, for instance, if you're having a bad day, you stubbed your toe, you fell out of bed, you know, almost wrecked your car, the people cussing you out. Next thing you know, you're going down the street like, fuck you. And then somebody else comes up, they might say something, and all that anger flushes out directly to them. Yeah. same scenario. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think everybody's been there as far as that yeah. example that you gave. Yeah, 100%. You know, and the other thing, one thing that I learned about relatively recently that um, I've learned has helped me be a little bit more patient with other people who might be having a meltdown is the whole idea of being tr- of being triggered. Um, that's like, I wish I had learned about that like 20 years ago because um, obviously if, if something happens in your life where somebody acts a certain way or somebody says a certain thing, that reminds you of another situation where something really bad happened. It may not be the same situation as that, but in your brain, you know, in your psyche, it is the same. So you react just as intensely to this newer situation that may or may not be like the old situation. You got triggered, you know? And yeah. so now I'm understanding that, like if you see somebody just freak out or, or scream and get angry or cry and have a meltdown over something that's like, that's not that big of a deal. It may it may be just because they got triggered by that of something that happened to them years earlier, you know. So I'm just kind of learning about that too. Yeah, the mind is all yours. Your mind, your brain is all yours. We don't know what's going on in there. That's why you could think stuff, and we don't know unless we're psychics. It's your personal playground. It's your personal everything is right here. So something that makes you do whatever we don't know. Because we're dealing with our own personal playgrounds. But sometimes those playgrounds hit. And then sometimes I get pushed off the swing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good analogy. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into charm school. So, um, okay. So that was a a really fun show watching um, 
watching all you girls on on Charm School. I'm just looking at my notes right here. So many things I want to ask you. Oh, here's one thing. Um, I noticed that a lot of the Flavor of Love girls, they had their names that Flav gave them. And then when they went to Charm School, they use their real names. And I, and I apologize if you have answered this in other interviews. I, I've always wondered what this, um, what this is. Your name, Safari, how, how did you end up, was that a name that was given to you on Flavor of Love? And, and, and I noticed that you kept that name consistent, whether it was you know, Flavor of Love or Charm School or I Love Money. Can you talk to us about your name? Well, when I got to uh, Flavor of Love, I didn't get a nickname. I wasn't there long enough to get a nickname. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't Good there. Long I was only there, you know, briefly. So, uh, Safari is actually a name that my dad gave me. Oh, you know, so that's kind of like been my name forever. So, wow. Yeah. So when we got to charm school, and Monique was like, "Oh, this name represents something ugly and treacherous." Yeah. So I was like. Shit. Damn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she didn't realize this is my name. I didn't never get a nickname, you know? So Did she think yeah. that that was like a nickname? Like she thought it was okay to to insult that because she didn't realize that was your actual name? She didn't realize it was my name. Damn. She did not realize it was my name. Because she, she, you know, because everybody got a nickname except me. I'm like the only one in any of this uh three seasons it was, it never got a nickname. Oh, that's interesting. Well, Safari is a beautiful name. And Thank um, you. It, it doesn't represent anything ugly. That's one of those things like, Monique should have figured that out before she asked the question. That's like, if you go up to somebody, you're like, oh, when's the baby due? And they're like, I'm not pregnant. Okay. <laughs> like, whoops. <laughs> Got to exactly. find that out first before you ask the questions. That's, um, okay, that's interesting. I always wondered about that. Um, so, uh, a couple of months ago, I had uh, Larissa, aka Boots, in for an interview, and she was talking about how she didn't really know what what she was signing up for when she did Charm School. She said that the producers, she felt a little bit misled by them. They weren't like super direct with her about who, who like what Charm School was going to be, who the um, the the host was going to be. And I remember she told me that she, oh, she thought it was going to be Kamora Lee Simmons at one point. And she got there and she was like, oh, it's Monique. And she said that she was a little bit surprised by that. How much did you know going into Trump school? And what did they say to you to get you to do the show? Well, basically what they told me was they didn't know we just, the host was going to be a surprise. So basically I was under the impression that we weren't going to find out who the host was until we got on the show. So that's when I found out who the host was. But you know, all the girls, of course, if you tell someone a month ahead of time, they don't, they're not going to tell you who the host is, then basically you're going to go through your mind and be like, who could it be? Who could it be? Who could it be? I was hoping it was going to be Anna Nicole. I didn't know who it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? But it was like in your head, you're just thinking that. But we didn't find out who the host was until we were standing outside in front of the bus and Monique walks out. I was like, oh, snap, this can really be good. Yeah, wow. Good. I was excited to see Monique. Oh, that's cool. I love Monique. I think Monique is funny as hell. You know what I'm saying? So I was like excited. Like, yo, this is going to be dope as hell. You that's know? awesome. That's really cool. That's good that you were, you had that feeling because that would be terrible if you're like, you're stuck there and you see the person like, oh, fuck. Like if you're intimidated by them or you don't like them for some reason. So it's good that you had a positive association with her already. Yeah. I don't know who could have stood up there that I would have been like, uh, because I knew money was at, you know, stake. So I still would have just sucked it up. Yeah, I just do <laughs> it. it pushing. Totally, absolutely. Um, you know who I always thought would be a really good host for Charm School if they ever did it again? I personally am a huge fan of Tyra Banks. I always thought she would be perfect for a show like that. 
You know what? I think so. I think Tyra would be perfect. I got a story about Tyra. Oh, I want to hear. I actually did Tyra Banks show like two times. Oh, really? Oh, I really love her. I want. I can't wait to hear your story. So I'm doing her show and stuff the first time and stuff, right? So I'm telling her about how I make wigs. And so, right, so then she said, oh, I'm going to have to get one of those from you. Because so, I used to make, like, the lace frontals by hand and everything. Oh, wow. So the second show, and so she looked at, I think I had red hair at that time. <laughs> and the second show, when I came back and stuff, I actually made her a lace frontal. Oh, that's cool. So she cool. got into the whole lace wig things because of me. That's so cool. That's oh, yeah. my God. Was this after you did all the VH1 shows that you were on her show or before? Before, it was like, it was crazy. It was like, when I did her show, um, I had did Flavor of Love already, but it hadn't aired. So I did her show. So then once Flavor of Love aired, then her show like aired afterwards, but it was all before. But by the time I did the second show, Flavor of Love had aired. Okay. Oh my yeah. God. That's so cool. I love yeah. that. That's amazing. Um. So when, um, so when you, by the time you were, going to Los Angeles, or you're already in Los Angeles, by the time you're going to the set, like getting ready for day one of filming, had you already seen the other Flavor of Love shows? Did like, did you know who the girls were going into this? Well, like I told you before, I had already did the pilot. Right. So by doing the pilot, I did watch the first season, but I did not know who the girls were going to be on the second season. Oh, okay. So they changed total new cast. So I didn't know who would be on the second season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, how far after you guys got done filming uh, Flavor of Love um, season two did Charm School with Monique start? Like how much of a gap was there in there? Um, I know that like once Flavor of Love season two aired, uh, Matt Rogers called me that same night and was like, yo, we got something else for you. So I think that's when they started creating Charm School. Okay. So the first part of, of uh, Flavor of Love 2. Did you watch the rest of Flavor of Love 2, even though you hadn't been booted? Not really. You're like, fuck I, this show I, I now? I watched like certain episodes, like the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He watched the closing watched credits. The you know what I'm saying? And I probably watched a couple of more like over the years, but I wasn't like into it, into it. I was like, I'm not on here. And I still kind of felt this certain type of way. So I didn't watch all of it. No. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So you didn't know, um, like, so going into Charm School with Monique, you didn't know, for instance, like Shay and, and, um, and uh, Larissa and, and like, so a lot of these people were brand new to you. Oh yeah, for sure. We hadn't worked together. Oh. We had not worked together okay. at all. So they were all new to me. Okay. Except for not really all the way 100% new. Let me take that back. Because I did meet them at the reunion. Oh, okay. At the reunion, but I didn't know who was going to be on Charm School. You know how they keep everything secret. Yeah. So I didn't know who was going to be on Charm School. Which of the girls of Flavor of Love season two? But I did meet them. Um, the reunion. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So when you got there and you're kind of like everyone's checking each other out, like walk us through when you first got there. What were your feelings when you're checking out the other girls? Did you have like an actual strategy in mind of of what you're going to do? Like, were you planning on winning? Like, were you just like, I I have to fucking I have to do this or were you just going to just kind of go with the flow and see how things like, you know, feel it out as things go? You're talking about charm school, right? Charm school. Yeah. Oh my God. All I knew was we were going to win $50,000. So I was 
oh, I want this money. So I didn't have a strategy because I hadn't seen charm school. Yeah, yeah, that makes so sense. Like, how can I strategize on something I don't know what's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? So it was like I once I got there and I seen the different the competition, I was like, okay. I do kind of know how this person is. I see how this person is. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I, I think I could get this. But I'm still nervous. Like, I don't really know. Because who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. one thing that um, stands out about your season of Charm School is your friendship with Becky Buckwild. Everybody just thinks that's such a cool friendship. It, it had to have been nice to have a real true ally on that show, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Becky is still my friend to this day. And it's like, what's this, like 15 years now or something That's like that? Impressive. Yeah. We are still friends. So it's like we we get mad at each other, we argue with each other, and we still remain friends. You That's know what I'm awesome. saying? And she's done a lot of things for me. I've done a lot of things for her. And she's like really my friend. I think really to tell the honest truth, she's one of the best things that came out of the show. Oh, I love this because friends are hard to find. You know what I'm saying? And, and we do have a long lasting friendship. That's yeah, but so the cool. show, I was like, this girl is buck. <laughs> buggy, <laughs> not bug wild. She buggy. And I was like, hold up. Come here, sister. Let me let me tell you a couple things. <laughs> and then it's like, as we got to know each other and I, I got to school her a little bit, <laughs> that's when we were able to gel. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. And and that makes me so happy that you guys have maintained your friendship through all of these years. That's really impressive and hard to do. But um, but yeah, that that came across as so genuine and so sincere. And I was like, man, that had to been nice to just have somebody that you know that has got your back and you got their back. And especially in, in an environment like what Charm School created, which is super, super competitive and you never know who to trust. And so that had to been nice to have that for, for both of you. Oh, yeah. We used to, um, me, Becky, uh, Toasty, I think was her name, um, and a couple of the other girls, every night we would go in the closet. <laughs> that was our bar. We would go in the closet <laughs> and get, get drunk. Every night. It That's was a routine. Awesome. So we used to have fun. How mm -hmm. funny. Was this like after everybody would go to bed? They would be in the house doing stuff or wherever they were, but we would always be in this closet. Like the cameraman knew to go in this closet to find us. That's hilarious. It's just like, I need to get away from these bitches. Let's go to the closet kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's six o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Toasty is really fun to watch too. I love it. That's great. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, oh, one of my favorite moments of, of of all of that was um, the night that uh, you guys went to a bar and uh, Larissa and Laylene had gotten into it. And Laylene was so upset. You were walking with her outside of the, the, I think you guys were at a bar and you were walking across the parking lot with her and she was just venting to you and just going off. And she was like, I am a damn good mother. And by, by the time she got done with her whole like speech, you're just like, Damn, you mad, huh? Like, I don't know what it is. It was so funny about that. I think it was just because you were kind of like just stating the obvious, but you also seemed like a little bit shocked at the intensity of where she went to. And would you say that's a good assessment of that? Yeah, she was very intense and I didn't understand. But it was like, mind you, we were, <laughs> we were in a bar. You know what I'm saying? So we're drunk. You know, we're not drunk, drunk, but, you know, we've been drinking. 
So when she comes outside and she's going off and stuff, and she starts off mellow, but then it starts going crazy and going higher and stuff. I was like, wow, I was just trying to make sure. I'm like, is she going to turn around and start swinging or something? Because I'm like, I'm like, hold up, little mama, hold up. <laughs> and so then it was like, I didn't know what to say after she spilled everything out. It was just like, whoa. <laughs> Like, kind of like, calm down. You're mad, huh? You know? So it was like, whoa, you mad, huh? Because it was like she was really intense. And I didn't I didn't get it because I didn't know exactly what had happened. Right, right. That was so, so funny. And I feel mm-hmm. like in a weird sort of way, it kind of like, she, it kind of like snapped her out of it. She was like, yeah, I, I guess I am mad. But it just, it almost, you almost like validated her at the same time, you know? So... That was really, really funny. I loved that. It was just so unexpected. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about um, the episode. I thought this was kind of fucked up. The, every once in a while, the producers do things where I feel like a little bit below the belt, where you girls had to take your belongings and sell them at the thrift store. And whoever made the most amount of money uh, won the challenge. And as we all know, Thrift stores don't pay shit for your stuff. And you can have the most expensive or the most amazing or the cutest or whatever. They're like, here's $3. And it's it's insulting. And um, But also in, in your specific situation, um, that was, it was hard to watch with your situation, but also Laylene with her mother's ring. And as we all know, her mother is no longer with us. And when she was like, as somebody, I myself lost my mom. I can't even imagine. I would like, you know, beat somebody up who tried to take my mom's shit. You know, it's so valuable to me because it's 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 her, it's her spirit. Laylene just really wanted to prove that she was there to win and and to reform herself. She she was going to get rid of her mom's ring, and then with you and all all of your belongings. And I could speak of being triggered. I could tell that triggered you. That was kind of fucked up. Um, did you did you did she get her ring back? And did you get any of your shit back, or was that just gone? We got all our stuff back. You got all your I got stuff my back. Boots back. She got her ring back. Oh, got everybody got their stuff back. Oh, so that wasn't even the. Do you think the producers it never was, even intended for that to be gone forever? I think they wanted to see just how giving that you would be, because there were a lot of people that were like, I'm "Not giving nothing, but just this." Yeah, you know. What I mean? Then it, it was like kind of like a, a a factor they used to see how much you really wanted to be. A winner or to win charm school excuse me to win charm school because i know like with me and my stuff i'm like Fuck. i'm like i'm thinking my stuff is some stuff and they tell me it's not worth nothing and it was just like it started triggering other things in my own personal playground in my head you know what i'm saying so that's what happened it was like Fuck. it's like at this particular time i was pretty much homeless you know what i'm saying it wasn't like i was on skid row but i I'm like, there wasn't like a key to a door that I could turn and go in and just say, I, li-, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really difficult. It was like I was at other people's home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was a lot that triggered that. So the snot and the tears. <laughs> it was like, ah, that was, was so funny. I'm so sorry because somehow you managed to be even like in your moments where you're like pulling at everybody's heartstrings and we're all like watching you on TV feeling so sad for you. You still managed to make everybody laugh because you just, had this full meltdown. And, and, you know, from a viewer's perspective, watching this on TV, I do remember at first going like, I, what's going on here? I don't understand why she's melting down. But then you did explain it really, really well on why that was triggering you because you had had so many things taken from you 
in your life. And here, this is yet just another thing taken from you. And it totally made sense, but it was just so funny because you were melting down and just, you know, ha- having a having a meltdown. And then you're just on the floor and you just grab whatever sleeve and just like start blowing your nose into it. I'm like, that's amazing. That was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> nasty girl. <laughs> that was really funny. Were you were you just like so in, in the moment that you weren't even aware that that was what you were doing? Or were you like, fuck this place. I'm blowing snot into their shit. I think it was a combination of both. Oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. I'm really glad you guys got your stuff back. That makes me happy because that was brutal to watch. Yeah. It was tough. You know, those psychological games they play with you. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely yeah. test the limits of our sanity. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's one thing I didn't understand though, um, as a viewer. So after that challenge, um, I, by the way, that was, it was really cool to see, like you, you got triggered, you had a meltdown, you acted out, but then, you know, Becky gave you a little bit of encouragement and then you pulled yourself back together and you're like, fuck it. You know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to pull myself together. I'm going to get over it and I'm going to sell all my shit, which I was like, damn girl, like to go from one extreme to the other, you're able to like do a 180 in such a short period of time was really impressive. But then when you got back to the house and I think it was Dara that was saying, hey, I feel bad for you, Safari, that you had to sell all your shit, that you got rid of all your shit. Um, let, me, let me give you some of my stuff. Um, I know that really angered you as well. And, and walk me through that because that one I didn't quite understand where you're coming from. I'm so glad you asked me this because a lot of people don't ask this question. Let me tell you what was up with Dara. <laughs> okay. So basically, Dara didn't, give anything to the uh, thrift store. She she just gave little pieces and stuff. So basically, after we come back from the thrift store, I've given all my stuff. Laylene has given her mom's ring. Lots of people have given a lot of stuff. And she has all this stuff left over to offer me. I felt it was like she was trying to play me. Like, oh, you're trying to play me. Like, oh, let me give it to Safari. Like, she's a charity case. But you wouldn't give it to the people that needed it? Oh, that makes sense. Okay. You had all this stuff sitting here. Why didn't you give it to the thrift store? Oh, so it was like you had already sacrificed so much. So had Lane and several of the other girls. And Dara wasn't sacrificing. Had a big old suitcase, two suitcases full of stuff. That she wanted to give me. Oh, wow. But you wouldn't give it to the charity. Yeah. To the thrift store. It was like, bitch, you're so fake. I wanted to fight her. It was like, because to me, that was like the fakest thing ever. You do this on camera. Let me offer this to Safari. I see. Because she gave away all her stuff. But I had all this stuff because I didn't give it to the charity in the first place. That makes sense now. The way you explain it. So basically... You felt like she was going like, oh, she wanted everybody to go, oh, isn't Dara so nice? Look what, look at this nice thing that she did for Safari. But really what it was, was she wasn't- Manipulation. She, yeah, because- It was, was manipulation. It was a manipulation of her trying to pretend like she was doing something for me. Well, really, she just wanted to be seen and have more camera time. That makes sense. I Without- appreciate it. And that's why we had the big argument, what I called her fake, fake ass. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense the way you explained it. Yeah, I, I totally get it now. That absolutely makes sense to me. Um, one of the other kind of like crazy, you guys had some, multiple crazy moments um, on Charm School. Um, not that I'm one to speak, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
But one of the crazy moments was um, when uh, Boots and um, and Shay hid uh, Hottie's. No, no, no. Sorry, it was um, how would I, it, Oh, hid Layleen's pictures under Hottie's mattress and kind of like framed Hottie as if because I guess Hottie had taken some girls' dresses or something like she had done that kind of thing where she hide, takes people's shit and hide people's shit just to fuck with them. And so it was believable that Hottie would do that to Layleen as well. But really, Hottie had nothing to do with it at all. Um, so how much did you know when that was going on? Like, did you know that Hadi didn't really do it? Did you know that, that Shay and Boots were up to it somehow? Or, or were you just like oblivious to all of it? Well, Shay had came to me in the restroom and we were talking and she was breaking down the scenario, right? So when she was breaking down the scenario and I was listening to her, I was like, yo, this sounds like Lil C's and Lil' Kim. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time, I think Lil' Kim had just went to jail or something. And Lil' C's had kind of... right, yeah. What exactly happened, but they're back friends, so I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, something that happened, I think Lil' Kim had went to jail, but it just, the, the scenario sounded like that. So it sounded like she was getting ready to go down as Lil' Kim. That's, that's what it sounded like to me. But yeah. I didn't see anything. I didn't know anything but from what she had told me. Oh, okay. Okay. That was, yeah, that was crazy. And then I think it was shortly after that, you guys had the challenge that was kind of like the game show challenge with where you guys had to answer the trivia questions. And I know that um, the way that you and Becky and Laylene played, that was brilliant because you're like, let's just ask Shay all the questions. And um, (laughs) that was pretty great. And I remember Shay, Shay had described you as like the puppet master. Like you were the one that was like making all the girls, you know, do like your dirty work or whatever. Um, did you see yourself as like a, a puppet master, so to speak, within all of that? No, actually the person who came up with that idea was Becky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Becky came up with the idea. She was like, she didn't like Shay. So she was like, let's get rid of her. Yeah, it was a she brilliant like, plan. Ask her all the questions. She'll have to lose. <laughs> That was such a smart I idea. Was like, one less contestant, closer yeah. to the 50 Gs. Hell like, yeah. Let's go. Hell it was mean, but at the same time, it's like when you're battling for money, it's like, what? Yeah. It's like, we didn't put you in a suitcase and throw you in the bottom of the ocean with the fish. <laughs> so anything else is okay. Well, and honestly, she, she still could have answered all the questions correctly. You know, you didn't force her to lose. You just made it um, more, more of a Very challenge. Difficult. Yeah. Right, right. But, um, you know, I mean, that's how I always look at these shows. I Like, w- what is mean in the context of these shows? It, it, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a competition, you know? I'm sorry, it is a competition, you know? And $50,000 is, is not, you know, it's not pocket change, so. No, it's not. Yeah, I totally, totally get it. I always tell people, like, do not judge me on how I am on a competition type show or just a competition generally. I'm like, like if there's going to be a winner, it's going to be me. I don't give a fuck what I got to do to get that spot. But that's like everybody out of my way, you know? So I, I totally, totally get it. Um, so, but one thing that was um, one of the other standout moments, I would say really is, is the ending of the whole entire thing. Um, you did something similar to what Brandy M on my season of Charm School did uh, when you guys had to give your speeches about what this money would mean to you and why you feel you should be the winner of Charm School. And you did something so smart, um, which as I said, is what Brandy M did, which is you just said, fuck it, I wrote this shit down. I'm not gonna, <clears throat> I'm not gonna read it. I'm gonna speak from the heart. 
And I think that is always the way to go because it doesn't matter, you know, in a situation like that, it doesn't matter if, um, if you, you don't get the words exactly right or if you stumble over your words, it is going to come across as the most genuine and the most true over reading. Um, so I thought it was brilliant that you did that and, and the way that you presented yourself and what the message that you were trying to get across and on what that money meant to you. I mean, man, that was a tearjerker. I remember I was just like, so I was like, oh God, Lisa, you gotta give the fire, the fire, you let her win. I was like just <laughs> sobbing at that. And then you got, you, you even got Shay sobbing. I mean, everybody, even Monique. And it was just, I, I, there's not really a question here. I just got to say it was beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cause I'm glad you didn't ask me what I said because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was did you did you watch it back? The third word on the fourth sentence you said. Um <laughs> it's gonna be a pop quiz. Um no, I did you watch it back though? I, you know, it was so hard for me to watch the some of the episodes. I did watch like periodically I've watched certain parts and stuff, but I've never sat down and watched the whole entire show all together. Yeah, it's interesting. Because you know, right? it makes me cry. Yeah, it's, I, I can't tell you, Safari, how many people who've, who've come onto this podcast and, and said that exact thing. It's, it, it is hard to watch yourself and it's also hard to watch yourself be vulnerable. Is, is that why you had a hard time I with it? I think it's the vulnerability and, you know, some stuff was just really like, it was, well, it was just, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, um, it was in my heart. So a lot of stuff that was in my heart and a lot of things like when I talked to Monica, like about my father and stuff like that, those were things that were going on like right then and there. So since then, a lot of things have happened. And, and it's like a lot of times you try to put things back, you know, just leave it in the past so that you don't relive it. Right. I get that's, that. That's why some of the things I don't watch. That completely makes sense to me. I totally get that. And plus you're like, I lived it. So, you know, <laughs> I don't even like got the battle wounds and scars. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about when New York came on and because that was on Charm School, right? That wasn't that wasn't Flavor of Love. Right. When that was you, Charm School. When you're being interviewed and, um, and, and it was New York and like she was brutal and she does what she does best, which is just, you know, poke the beast with a stick and try to get a rise out of people. She's so good at mm -hmm. it. And um you just handled it like a freaking pro. She was just, I could tell she was trying so hard to get you worked up. And you were just like, you know, like Wonder Woman, like ping, ping, just like taking all her insults and just ricocheting it off of you. And um, so how, how difficult was that for you? I mean, you were just so unbothered. How difficult was that for you? Were you like getting angry inside or were you just like, oh, it's just New York being New York. I'm not even gonna like think about it. I wasn't even angry. It was like, because the stuff she was saying, I thought it sounded stupid. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is funny. I was like, okay, we was comedy hour. Let's laugh. Because <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. I said, what color do you see? I was like, is she colorblind? <laughs> so funny. It was funny to me. So no, I never really got mad. You know, it was like, um, I knew she was insulting and I knew we were being filmed. Now, I'm pretty sure it probably would have been like off camera and the same type of thing. It probably would have been a different thing. But you know you're being filmed. You know you're being tested. So the best thing to do is just smile. Yeah. <laughs> and answer the questions and, you know, do what you're supposed to do. So, no, I never so really funny. got that mad. I thought it was kind of funny. 
Yeah, I, it was it, just how you handled the whole situation was just <laughs> hysterical and and so perfect. I mean, she was going for it too. She was like just throwing every insult she could, but like wasn't even holding back. And you know what, Lacey? The funny part is before we had did that, they made us do interviews with Wendy Williams. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. But it wasn't for the show. It was um, after the reunion. Huh. Flavor of Love 2. Okay. And Wendy Williams interviewed the entire Flavor of Love 2 cast. Really? How was that? Child, let me tell you. I'm not a fan of hers, just so you know. she's. I, I really am not a fan of that woman. It's like she's neither here nor there with me, but she was like, I made it through that interview. And I made her actually grab her herself and put herself together, put it like that. So oh, yeah. it was like, you know, if I could make it through Wendy Williams, I damn sure could make it through New York. Right. Yeah. Can yeah. can we find that interview? Like, was that on her show or where is that interview? It was before she had her show. You know, she didn't have, she had the radio show. Oh, she didn't have okay. Show at that time. Oh. She had the radio show. So I don't know if it's like something somewhere online, maybe. Oh, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I even told uh, uh, Wendy about the lace front wigs. I made sure she went and got her one because her wig was not right. It was crooked. <laughs> I was like, bitch, let me get you right. Straws. I know you only on radio. <laughs> let me, I got one for Tyra. Let me get you one too. Oh, that's that's cool though. So, um, yeah. okay. So then after, so you, so you win Charm School, like amazing. How soon after that were you asked to do I Love Money season two? Um, I think it was about I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. After charm school, I'm saying it's about maybe four months, maybe yeah. three, four months, somewhere around in there. Okay, and were you like automatically all about it? Yeah, yeah. I was like, let's go, let's go. I was, I was a little nervous to go, but for personal reasons. I was a little nervous to go, but I I, I wanted to go. I was like, 250000 that's way better than fuck. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love this. You know, let's go. Had you seen- I didn't know how it worked. I didn't have no strategy with them either. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you had, you had a chance to see I Love Bunny season one yet. You know, I had tried to watch it, but I didn't. I didn't hold, it didn't hold my attention. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I so feel when it. I got there, I was like, I'm just going to wing it. Yeah. I was like, 250,000 do challenges. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. Did anybody give you a hard time when you were there? Like, did everybody know you had won charm school at that point? And did people give you a hard time? Like, why are you here trying to win money when you already won money? Did you get any of that? Um, no, I didn't get any of the, um, you've won money, so why are you here? But people were very conniving and sneaky <laughs> and mischievous and demonish. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, what's up with these people? You know what I'm saying? I was like, they were out there. Yeah, they are. Like, uh, this is crazy. And they were like coming up with these alliances. And, um, and, and to keep it 100, it's like basically... This is the show where the producers step in the most. <laughs> oh, really? Are you, you mean from like fights and stuff? Like, like <clears throat> they stepped in way more than they had ever stepped in, or at least that I knew of them, them stepping in. And it was like, cause certain people 
you just could not get rid of. I tried hard to get. It was like I, I would have got rid of Miami. And they knew I wanted to get rid of Miami. Oh, I see. If Safari ever gets in a position to get rid of Miami, no matter what we tell her, she might still get rid of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> so they made sure that I would never be able to get rid of her. Wow. So they. So what you're saying is they definitely had quite a bit of influence. Like they had an idea. Of oh, how they, they had a lot of influence wow. on that show. Wow. A lot of influence on that interesting. show. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. A lot of manipulation, a lot of influence on that one. Wow. Okay. Okay. So did you know um, that Becky Buckwild was going to be on I Love Money with you? Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> great. So you guys could kind of go like, okay, at least we know the other one's going to be there. So we can, we got that. Man, you were so lucky. You weren't like going in completely blind. That's awesome. It's like, it's like I knew she was going to be there, but I didn't know who else was going to be there. So, I mean, far as strategies, it was like Becky was coming up with all these strategies. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, sounds good to I'm me. like, what's the strategy again? We're going to do what? I was like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds to me like what you're saying based on Charm School and I Love Money, it sounds like that Becky was kind of like the mastermind, which I can, she I can totally see. She was the mastermind. I'll just be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's what makes you a good team, you know? So yeah. that's pretty great. It's like, she'll come up with a strategy and stuff, but I might put my two cents in and be like, oh, that'd be dope, yeah. But maybe if we do it like this, you know, like this. Because sometimes her strategies, I was like, mm, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. So she get mad if I go against the grain. But for the most time, I'll be, we'll be together. We'll do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, one of the most iconic scenes is when you guys had planned the fake fainting thing, which I thought you pulled off very well. And Thank you. by yourself knew more time. That was hysterical. Now, see, that was actually my plan. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, we're going to get sick. I'm going to faint. We're going to do this. And, stuff. and she executed it perfectly. She went with the real tears. And the Amazing. And everything. So. Yeah, that was the plan I came up with, but it was like, it was so funny though, because I guess the producers didn't know like, oh, yo, we're going to come in there with needles. We come in there with needles. Safari ain't go lay there. And they were absolutely right. I was like, I, I'm, I'm good. I don't want, I don't want any kind of needles overseas. <laughs> was, or period. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so funny. It was so freaking funny. Um, and the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, Talk to me about your relationship with it. Cause you got you guys kind of had like an attraction thing going on, right? Well, we were stranded on an island. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We were stranded on an island and, you know, uh, nah, for real. It it is okay. He's cool. He's yeah. a little crazy. Yeah. But other than that, he's, he looked okay, you know. And at the time, like I said, we were stranded on an island, so everything is good. So, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> that happened a lot. I was on the season three, I Love Money, and it was the same thing. It's like everybody's hooking up with everybody. I mean, you, you, I think it was, I thought that I Love Money was the most fun of all of the shows. You and I, what's interesting, you and I have done the same shows, just different seasons, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, Charm School, Charm School, I Love Money 2, I Love Money 3. And um, I definitely thought I Love Money was the most fun. But uh, one thing that I really liked about it is the fact that it was a co-ed cast. And, you know, so, like, listen, I, I have lots of female friends. I, I love being around women. I love good, positive, strong female 
energy, but sometimes like I just want to be around some dudes, you know, and like, and get a break from that. Like, you know, and other times I'm around dudes for a while and they irritate me and I'm like, you know, give me some girls again, you know, but it was cool to have both, both of genders and have that dynamic and that much of a variety of people to hang out with. But then also you add, you're in this tropical place, you're in Mexico, you're in a resort and there's so much alcohol, everybody's wasted. Of course, there's going to be like hooking up and romance and stuff like that happening. Oh yeah, for sure. So it was like, it was like when him, it was like fun. He's kind of like me, kind of like, <laughs> and like Taylor May was like the one, like, we're going to do this. And Becky was like, we're going to do this. And we kind of like, it was like, whatever, okay. All right. That's a yeah, I just want the money. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I like, buddy. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. But it was definitely fun being in a cool situation for sure. It was like, that was the best thing to ever. Best thing ever. But you know what? The thing about I love money is because it's like, first of all, I was smoking cigarettes. They had us doing all this running. My chest, I'm big busted, you know, busty. It's like all that running, smoking. I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, those challenges were intense. Oh, my I'm God. Like, for my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like no fucking around. It was hardcore, those challenges. I remember there was a couple of challenges I did too where I like, especially if you're like running on sand or it involves water or whatever, like at the end of it, you're like, oh my God, I feel like my heart is literally coming out of my chest right now. It's yes. hardcore. Every day, I felt like that. Every day. <laughs> Every day. That's so funny. Um, I want to ask, um, so I have uh, the Talk of Love contributors who contribute to the podcast every month. And okay. um, I reached out to some of the contributors who had some questions, specifically Joey Sipinski, who's been a Talk of Love contributor for several months now. Uh, he had a great question. Um, he said, um, you built an alliance quite fast with the Entertainer, 20-Pack, Heat, and Frenchie. Did you happen to know any of them prior to the show? And if not, what made you want to build an alliance with them specifically? Oh, that's a good question because I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> like- was that another just like go with the flow kind of thing? It probably was... Um- Probably with Heat. I liked Heat. I liked Heat's energy. And I thought he was fun. And I know that when we first got there, before we even went on the show, you get to see, you know, who's going to be on the show. And we kind of hung out like in his room and had drinks and stuff. So I liked him. He was fun. So I yeah. liked his energy. So that probably what I was thinking about as far as alliances with him. Um, the entertainer, I liked him too at first and so right then I felt like he was trying to betray me but at first I was like I like his energy he was scared of Buddha so I was like okay he's scared of Buddha so him and Buddha's definitely never gonna come together because I don't know I don't know what I was thinking but I was like I liked him and plus Becky was fucked I mean Becky was sleeping with him <laughs> Becky was Becky. sleeping with the entertainer oh yeah they was they they're a full-on couple Everybody, by the end of the show, I think he even lived with her after the show. Oh, they lived together after the show? Really? Oh, uh-huh. wow. Wait. While he was doing his show. But I don't know if I'm supposed to be spilling all that tea. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. We need the entertainer and Becky here right now. I have questions. Oh, I have yeah, questions. <laughs> yes, they were a couple, but they fell in love, like really fell in love on I Love Money. So Becky liked them. 
So then, of course, I'm going to like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, That's I, what I, happened with that. But then I felt somewhere in there, I felt like he was betraying me or something. Yeah, he was definitely he was playing like, the game. I, I thought that, too. And I started thinking, like, oh, he might be trying to use. Like, I don't know what I was yeah but, well yeah. it's it's a com- it, when you're in a competitive environment as i said earlier it, it's it's hard you know especially when it's right. like you you have to backstab or be backstabbed like that's just part of it so that makes it um complicated so um uh let's see i have um, one last question <clears throat> um of all the shows aside from becky who are some of your even if you don't talk to him anymore who looking back are some of your favorite people that you're like, I really enjoyed my time with this person or that person that maybe you weren't expecting. And then um, on the flip side of that, who who drove you the most crazy of, of all three of those shows? I would say the person that people probably will find that was funny that I got along with really well was Toasty. Was a girl on there named Toasty. And me and I her used to get drunk. And she was hilarious to me. She used to just be drunk all day. All night, and it was like when I got ready to be drunk, we be drunk together, you know. So I thought she was really fun. Um, who else? Uh, on season two, I wasn't with anybody, but Charm School was toasty for sure. That's that's what I think of. And on um, on I Love Money, it was who was it? I don't even know. I don't know. It was a competition show, so. It's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. It's a whole different dynamic. Absolutely. You're right. Absolutely. You're right. Well, Safiri, thank you so much again for, for coming on. I always have such a great time with you. You're just like such awesome energy. And thank you. Um, yeah. And um, so I mentioned this last time you're here, but uh, I want to mention it again. Uh, where can people find you on social media, which is the best social media platform? And where can they buy your lip chap, which you guys should buy because this is awesome. <laughs> I am addicted to it. It's incredible. Um, basically, you can find me on Instagram at Safiri. That's S-A-A-P-H-Y-R-I. Twitter, Safiri. Facebook, uh, Safiri W. And you could get Safiri's lip chap at safiri'slipchap.com. Nice. Awesome. And for all of you guys who may have not gotten that, I will put that in the description below this YouTube video. So awesome. Yay, Safiri. Thank you again so much. Take care of yourself and um, and let's stay in touch. For sure. For sure. Bye. Bye. That was awesome. I love Safiri so much. She just has the best energy. Love her. So that's it for episode 44. Thank you guys so much. And again, if you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button and give this video a thumbs up. Um, Be sure to share it with your friends as well. And uh, oh, also, if you are interested in becoming a contributor, definitely go check out my website, talkoflove.net. You can click on the contribute button. One thing that's really cool about becoming a contributor is that everybody who becomes one gets to automatically join the exclusive and private Talk of Love Facebook group. And I think I've got about like 75 or 80 people in there. It's just, it's really, really fun. It's cool because it's private. We can talk about whatever. And um, it's just a great group of people. Everybody's kind of gotten to know each other already and just an awesome community. So definitely check that out. And also I'm doing reaction videos uh, for Charm School with Sharon Osborne, as well as Rock of Love Season 1, and I'm actually doing reaction videos to Flavor of Love Season 1 as well. So 
Um, if you go on to talkoflove.net and click on reaction videos, you can get some of those for yourself as well. So anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. I appreciate your continued support. You guys rock. Seriously, I love you guys. And I will see you next Monday with Ashley and Farah from Rock of Love Bus. Bye guys, be safe, take care of yourselves, wear your masks and don't threaten me with a good time. Bye.